0: Hello, 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 from wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is another episode of The Rambler Gambler. Dan, we're already halfway through the season. I'm sorry, we're joined by my co-host Dan, as always. We're already halfway through the season. Come on,
1: don't cut me out of my own program here. (laughs) Yeah, we are. And, uh, you know, I'm pleasantly surprised that my betting's gone better this year than last year, at least on paper, not necessarily in the account. But uh, looking good, coming off another... Decent week would have been undefeated
0: if chargery things didn't occur. We'll get to chargery things a little bit later. But uh, yeah, I mean, it seemed like just yesterday we were uh, questioning if there were even going to be a season. And now we're halfway through and it seems like the NFL is shifting uh, their mindset where they were canceling COVID games and rescheduling and buys and playing Monday Night Doubleheaders. And now it's just like... Nope, we're just going to keep going. You guys got no players? That's why we increased the practice squads. Yeah, they're just pushing through because they don't care. As uh, Green Bay and San Francisco is a, a perfect example tonight, but... Yeah, well... Anyway, before we jump into Week 9, let's talk a little bit about Week 8. Uh, obviously, the headline from last week was the Raven-Steelers game. Uh, what are your thoughts well, I'll just opened the door for you.
1: I mean, like you, me, and Ryan all said, and we were all on one side of that. That's right.
0: A first-ever triple-best bet that came through.
1: Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I've said, Baltimore plays well and beats up on crappy teams and against teams that are, you know, equal to or better than they are, they uh, they always kind of crap the bed. Um, you know, Pittsburgh jumped out to the lead early. Um, Baltimore came back and uh, had a 10-point lead at halftime, but, but then, you know, you just saw Lamar had the, a couple of turnovers in the second half for the interceptions, and, you know, you just saw Big Ben's composure, and, uh, you know, he started to find Juju more often, and eventually came back and got it done. Um, you know, I think Baltimore's definitely going to make the playoffs. Do I think that they are set to do anything beyond that? No, because they can't even beat these teams in the regular season. And both of the games that they lost were at home against the Chiefs and the, the Steelers. So, I mean, listen, Baltimore in the top, you know, six, seven, eight teams in the league. Yes. Do I see them doing anything moving forward until Lamar makes some changes? No, I don't.
0: Yeah, it's so some. It's so weird that they have such a dynamic quarterback yet their the the weakness of their team is uh, a pass from the pocket or a drop back pass game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we've always kind of talked about this that if they don't play from in front, mm-hmm. they have a hard time coming back, which mm-hmm. is the uh, separates the men from the boys when it comes to quarterbacks. You know, you if you get down, you want to be able to come back because it happens. Yeah, it happens I mean, in the NFL whether it's turnovers, slow starts, special teams, touchdowns, whatever. Everyone, no matter how good you are, get down at some point and you have to be able to come back and that's what makes the yeah. best quarterbacks
1: elite. <clears throat> I mean, Lamar had a pretty pedestrian game too. He was under 50% completion percentage, only had 208 yards throwing, he had two picks and he was sacked four times. Yeah, the stats in that game
0: were pretty weird. They had yeah. like, over 250 yards rushing, I think. But, you they know, did, they, they did. They got out big.
1: Without Mark Ingram, the starter, how ironic
0: that is. Yeah, the Steelers had seven points at halftime, and their only score was a defensive touchdown. Yeah, I know. And then they put it together they did. in the second half, and but obviously I mean, the Ravens uh, didn't make enough adjustments.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were going off of stats way too much last year, which is why I think Lamar Jackson eventually eked out Russell Wilson, because he had a couple of five touchdown games towards the end. But again... You, you ask me who I want in a big game, Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson. It's not even close. So, um, look, are, is Baltimore going to make the playoffs? Yes. Are they going to win that division? 90% probably not. I don't think, uh, you know, anybody's really stopping the Steelers uh, in that division. You sure as hell know it's not Baker or Burrow this year. So... Um, I think I thought it was a great game. It was competitive. It was close. It was usually a one-score game uh, both ways, except for uh, halftime for 17-7. Uh, but, you know, it was definitely competitive on the stretch for the, uh, as Scott Hansen loves to call it, the witching hour. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, best game of the weekend. Do you but- think the Steelers are the best team in the league? No. No. No, I don't. It's still the Chiefs. Okay. I mean, look, even the Chiefs basically had a bye last week because they played the Jets. Uh, you know, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, the, 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 dude, pull, pull they're, they're just goofing around. I mean, you saw Tyree Kill score a touchdown, and he's getting a piggyback right back to the sideline from Mahomes, and Mahomes had five touchdowns and 400 yards passing. So, I mean, and, yeah. you know, and, and he's one of the quarterbacks who went into
0: Baltimore and beat Lamar, so no. Pull up the, uh, the Steelers' uh, remaining schedule. Yeah, I was actually— There's, there's a couple of— uh cupcakes coming up for them
1: no i was listening to another station the other day and they somebody was talking about 16 and 0 is a possibility i no, mean no 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 you don't think so no, okay. not at all all right but, fine so they got they're, they're, okay so they, they have have got the cowboys wins. and ben dinucci this week that's a win then they got the Bengals the following week at home that's a win then they got the jaguars that's a win okay then they got the ravens again
0: you maybe they'll split
1: it's a division game usually ben get DiNucci's close.
0: not starting this week by the way so who is Dalton's not in either Cooper Rush or uh, okay. So Gil- Gilbert, they're
1: still third, fourth, or fifth on the depth chart. Yeah. They're still not going to win. Anyway, then they got the Dubs. <laughs> Please, uh, then they got the Bills. Although we'll get to the Bills a little later, I have a little bit of a take on them. Then you got the Bengals, Colts, and Browns. So I mean, if they don't go fourteen and two, I would be surprised. Yeah, that, that wasn't the
0: question. You were saying sixteen and 0. No, I
1: know. I said I've heard.
0: But you disagree. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. I just got to get to this next thing, because I've been talking about this for years, and you know, I used to think it was the Philip Rivers thing, and then I was convinced it was uh Philip Rivers and Anthony Lynn thing. Okay. But sim- similarly to the way we talk about Brady versus Belichick almost every week, this is uh, Anthony Lynn versus Philip Rivers, and Anthony Lynn has taken the cake and apparently run away with it, so... I know the Chargers were one of your bets last week, and Ugh. I've now dubbed the term uh, "chargery things." Yep. I mean, what were your thoughts when it was twenty-four-three, and then twenty-four-seventeen, and just just tell me your mindset throughout that game because so, we, we see this every week with the Chargers.
1: Right. So, so for somebody who wagered on it, I, I think uh, if if I allowed the game to go through until the final, uh, my, my total profit potential was about one hundred and ninety-four dollars. By the midway through the second quarter, they were offering me 182. Okay, so, I mean, they really didn't think
0: that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was probably a 90. Yeah, chargery things were going to happen. 9% chance to win or oh, yeah. whatever.
1: But you know what? You you actually said this, and when you said that, I, I didn't think to look, but I'm sure Denver must have been at least plus 1,500 to win at that point.
0: At least. Oh, yeah, if you are betting it live? Yeah, if you were
1: betting it live in the second quarter.
0: Plus 1,500, which yeah, I, I mean, probably should have done to hedge. But to say, it's not like it was the Chiefs where, you know, they can score three touchdowns in 10 minutes. It's the Broncos, which yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. exactly uh, make you
1: think of high-powered offense. But, I mean, coming down the stretch in that game, I mean, you saw that, uh, you know, he scored that touchdown. And then you're thinking, all right, all this guy's got to do is kick the extra point in, you know, getting late on in the game. But let's get back to, uh, you know, the first quarter. So, listen, Herbert is the real deal. Okay, I mean, yes, he had a couple of interceptions this game, but he completed about 66 percent of his passes, almost 300 yards. I mean, he was putting some balls like right on a dime, Um, which is funny because the the Broncos scored first. Regardless, so it's 24-10 at halftime. Philip Lindsey ran a long kick in. So you're thinking, all right, still. But then the Broncos came out. They scored a touchdown. Now it's a one possession game. Badgley kicks a field goal. And I'm thinking, all right, with seven and a half minutes left, you got a ten point lead, and you know, I mean, you look at some of the guys. I mean, Bosa, Melvin Ingram, they got some players on the Charger defense, which makes you wonder what is wrong there. I mean, it's kind of like the, It's kind of like the Cowboys syndrome. They 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 have athletes and they have talent, but the coaching is just not there.
0: Yeah, it's funny if you look at the uh, Chargers this year and their schedule, they they could easily be six and one. They had that game against the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was Herbert's first start, obviously, with the whole Tyrod Taylor lung puncture situation. Oh, my God. They lost that game. They won
1: the first game of the season with Tyrod. Yeah. And then the first game Herbert comes in, they take the Chiefs to overtime and almost win.
0: Right. That's the game uh, I was just referring to. And then their next game, they played the Panthers... They weren't really in that game. They scored late. They lost 21-16. Mm-hmm. But then they, they played the Bucks. Remember they were up like 24-7 or something like that on the Bucks, And then they yep. they ended up losing by a touchdown.
1: I remember that because I picked the Bucks minus 7. and that was, that, that was my tie. That was my N1 this year. Yes.
0: So. And, uh, and then the next game was that Monday night football game against the Saints where, where the guy he missed the field goal. Yeah, he looked good too. And then they killed the Jags. And then obviously the other game was the Broncos. So they easily could have won the Chiefs. Bucks Saints, and Broncos games, mm-hmm. pretty I would say three top ten teams in the league uh in that mix, yeah, like they could easily be six and one hundred percent and they're two and five, so and uh I think you know. Tyra, or Justin Herbert should be taking the
1: doctor out who punctured uh, Tyrod Taylor's lung. I mean, God bless Tyrod. You never want to see anything bad happen to him. But that basically allowed Herbert to jump in and get that role immediately. And, you know, after his performances in the first three games, albeit losses, you know, he yeah. still put up good numbers. And you yeah, know he's like Burrow. Yeah. They're playing well. But Isn't it funny that, it? Uh, that Daniel Jones was the sixth overall pick in 18 and Herbert was the sixth overall pick last year? Who would you rather have right now? I don't think it's even a question. Uh, Yeah, probably not. So,
0: good job, Gettleman. Anyway, back to charger things. I, I got nothing else on the Chargers. Yeah, I, just, I mean... I mean, I feel like, um, you know, I feel like you and I have kind of text about this when it's the, on Sunday when it's that 4 o'clock window and mm-hmm. uh, there's not many games on. And I wouldn't say the Chargers are front and center, but they're usually one of those games and then you start to see them. And, I mean, I've been talking about this for years now. So, I, I feel like we need to bring some attention to this because this was like the epitome of you know they couldn't get that last touchdown to put it away it was 24-3 and then they yep. got a 24-17 and they were kicking field goals kicking field goals once it was 30-24 to 24, you're like you know it's gonna happen uh-huh 100% I knew it was gonna happen I knew that
1: that's why I cashed the bet out at that point I was like well I'm still gonna take some of a profit but uh do you know any Charger fans Anybody we could bring on and maybe get into their get into their psyche and be like, what in
0: the hell is going on with your team? No, I remember last year that was the other thing I started talk about the Chargers that their stadium was a a soccer stadium and B packed with seventy five percent of the other team's fans. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. All right, couple. Speaking of rookie quarterbacks, last week was Tua time. Yeah, Tua's undefeated. Yeah, despite the fact that uh, Tua was he didn't re- look relatively so... quiet in yeah. his defense. Actually, I I think Tua should send a. Uh, Maybe Jared Goff some edible arrangements for his performance and you know Jer- and getting that first victory uh, for him under his belt. Do you know Jared Goff threw sixty
1: one passes last week? I don't think I've seen anybody in the sixties this year. He had th- I'm I'm looking I'm like he's got three hundred fifty five yards. Yeah, but he had two picks, one intercept two picks, and sixty one
0: attempts. Yeah, he has to throw maybe half that at the most if the Rams are going to be successful. Yeah,
1: Tua on the other hand. Uh, threw at 60% completions, 12 for 22, uh, for less than 100 yards and one touchdown. But I don't think any turnovers. Did he fumble at all?
0: I don't, re- I don't recall. Yeah, but. he did. That's how they got their first uh, score.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, welcome to the NFL, kid. This is not Alabama, and uh, things are going to be a little bit tougher. The first half was full of excitement, 28-10, and then the second half, Miami didn't score at all. The Chargers had, uh, you know, yeah, Miami one had, uh, touchdown,
0: and it still was like, eh. Miami had six possessions and six punts.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, listen, those that, that's what's going to happen to a rookie quarterback. I mean, everybody wants to talk about Alabama and Saban and, you know, how great Alabama is in college. It's still not the same at this level. So,
0: Last you know, thing from uh, Week 8. I'm sorry, did you have something else? No, I was going to say give them time. Okay. Last thing from Week 8. Are the Pats officially done? I mean, because of their record, I'm going to probably say
1: done as in not making the playoffs. Correct. Yes. Okay. But let's just touch on that real quick, okay? He doesn't fumble that ball, Cam. Do you think they win that game? The Bills did not look like a team. Like yeah, they I do. Yeah. Do you think the Bills win that game anyway? No, no, no. I think the Pats win that game. Yeah, of course. Right. So then you're looking at them and now they're three and four. Um I don't know what happened the week before with the Niners and then the Patriots. And I mean they've they've played some good teams. They played the Chiefs and they've played the Seahawks and then they've played some not so good teams. But um They've played some good teams, yeah, played but some other teams, but some road some, games, but some home games. <laughs> That's the way it gets <laughs> set up. But Cam really uh hasn't looked like himself. But I feel like after the week before, the shellacking where he had three picks and the Niners took him to the cleaners, I feel like He wanted to win that game so bad. You could see him. He almost looked like he was going to cry on the bench after he fumbled that ball. But I had no doubt in my mind that they were going to come down and score on the Bills if Cam doesn't fumble that. So, I mean, at that point, they're 3-4, and and I'd still give them, like, a
0: chance. But, you know, for the most part, um, uh uh-uh. They're done. Okay. Well, it's halfway through the season, so we'll get to our uh, playoff predictions and awards in a second. (laughs) All right. Uh, One other thing I just wanted to ask you about was, so... Did you hear about this NFL possibly throwing out a 16-team playoff instead of the 14-team to try to make up for lost revenue if there's games missed? I sure did. Your thoughts? I mean, listen, they already went to seven for this year. But now it doesn't make getting the one seed anything special. Because obviously... Correct. They would have to play the opening weekend as well.
1: What have we learned about this year of 2020? It sucks. Yeah, It sucks. It's it's got so it's unpredictable. many. It's got so many different situations and scenarios. Everyone is basically just trying to adapt on the fly. The NBA and the NHL had to do that with the pauses and then starting the season back up. The the MLB was basically like we can't even start on time. We're only going to have a sixty game season. So, you know, I heard people talking about those sporting championships for the Lightning, Lakers, and uh, Dodgers. And the biggest asterisk I would put would be on baseball because of the shortness of the season. But we're getting off topic. So let
0: hey, me get off topic, Actually, If you like the playoff format,
1: yes. Uh well no I'm you know I'm my roundabout answer here is basically yeah I don't think it's bad I mean anytime we're going to get more football is good with me is it a little unfair to the one seed uh so with, and let me ask you the question if they if there's eight seeds are one and two getting buys or no one's getting buys? no no
0: one's getting buys. I cuz yeah. if
1: you do wait does that
0: work yes it would eight. 6 3 would play 8 then there'd be six teams left though if 3 played 8 Four played seven and five played six, that would give you five, three winners, and then five, two teams left. Yeah. yeah, so no, it's just one versus eight okay. and, and so on, yeah, so um I don't know, I mean, I feel A, like I feel like everything's trial and error this year Hey, I'm not the biggest fan of the seven team mix, the one thing I kind of like about football that what they do that um you know basketball and hockey, and now baseball's even trending in that direction is you know half the teams make the playoffs, yeah. Uh, you know, do I really want to watch, uh, I don't know, the the Steelers play the Browns or the Raiders? Like, no. Like, the, I mean, maybe if I'm a Browns or a Raiders fan. Mm-hmm. But since I'm a Salty Giants fan and my team has no chance at the playoff, because yeah. we've started 1-7 three of the last four seasons. I, I mean, trust me, I like football more than the average guy, but to me it's like, why? You might as well just put the best players in and... Let them, you know. I, I kind of like that the one and two seeds get a buy and I kind of like that, you know. There's only six teams out of sixteen in each conference. Yeah,
1: I, it makes it worth playing for, as yeah. opposed to you know everybody getting not, a lollipop. I'm
0: not totally against the seven because then I think that really adds some dynamic to the one seed. But eight, is just like, what are we doing?
1: M-hmm Yeah.
0: So I mean, I
1: think, I think if they can avoid it, they're going to try to stick with the seven team playoff format. But if they
0: can't, yeah, we might see the eight. All right, let's get into our awards. Okay, four weeks ago you told me you thought Russell Wilson was the MVP. Still is, and I said Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I still think Russell Wilson. Yes, I've. Uh, you've
1: you've swapped. You're coming where the water's warm.
0: I've uh, I've come to your side. Oh, it's nice over here. I'm I'm leaning Russell now. However, I do think that. If there's a dark horse, which, you know, I don't know if you, you necessarily call him a dark horse. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is uh, lingering, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm kind of getting off Rodgers is obviously we've seen inconsistencies from him. Yeah. Uh, since that week four, specifically that Bucks game. Mm-hmm. You know, also. Uh, they had no answer that game. <laughs> you know, last week he didn't look so sharp against the Vikings, but, you know, Russell has continued to. B. Russell, we all have seen him play, and I, I I would give him the edge right now. I mean, obviously the betting yeah. odds have him as the heavy favorite, but I mean, you know, it's you kind got, of hard to judge these things of, uh, after Week Four and Week Eight. But it's kind of funny; it's kind of fun to see how they evolve over time.
1: Right? Rogers has um, 1,950 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, two picks. Russ yeah. has 2150, 26 touchdowns, and six picks. Uh, Seattle's got one more win than the Packers do in the same amount of games played. And uh, Mahomes has 21 touchdowns and
0: one pick. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, he's just unreal, though. He's just—he's he's crazy. Yeah, he's a—we've uh, talked about this before. I don't know how you, how you phrase it, but a uh, a prisoner of his own success. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he
1: probably has the best situation— Yeah, I mean, this is another thing we talk about every week. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You got Andy Reid, who's probably the second best coach in the league behind Belichick. You got uh, Tyreek Hill. (laughs) Clearly you haven't
0: watched Joe Judge coach.
1: (laughs) You got Tyreek Hill. You got um, all the – Kelsey. You got all the offensive weapons. And then even Kansas City's defense has looked good. You know, on um, Seattle, Pete Carroll is a Super Bowl winning coach. You know, he knows what he's doing. Uh, Russell's great. You know, DK Metcalf has turned into an absolute monster freak of an athlete. I mean, you saw him tr- track down Buda Baker, but just he, he's just like runs past dudes. But the Seattle defense is not nearly what it was six, seven years ago with the Legion of Boom. So Russell's got to put up all those points and those stats in order to keep the team moving in the right direction because the offense is far superior to the defense.
0: Yeah. So the uh, argument I had for Rodgers, I thought he was doing less with more because mm-hmm. Russell has. I mean, we already know about a home situation, but Russell had a better situation with his weapons. Right. Um, uh, Seattle. I, I would still. I would. I. I'm still leaning Russell, but watch out for Mahomes because yeah, if the course. Chiefs end up with the number one seed, mm-hmm. could be him. I mean, I mean the the Seahawks easily end up with the number one seed as well, and I think we talk about this all the time with narratives and Russell's number one one, and that's become such a big story now. Of course. I feel like how have, has how has Cam
1: I, Newton and Matt Ryan won MVPs and Russell Wilson has not? I I just don't understand that.
0: I don't know. Look at the stats. I mean, they had great seasons. Yeah.
1: It's not um, they, they weren't undeserved. Seattle's defense is giving up 468 yards a game.
0: Second, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah, that's horrendous. Let's let's uh, okay. Jump on the other sure. award: offensive rookie of the year. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's it's down to I'm thinking Bur- Herbert. Or Herbert.
1: Yeah, I mean, Burrows Herbert? Burrows looked really good too. Let me uh, let me pull up his stats.
0: There. I'm going with uh, Burrow just because he is overcoming all the garbage that is the Cincinnati Bengals and. The, you just coined the phrase they... "chargery things." What do you mean? He's, he don't think he Herbert's... More, well, he has more talent around him. He he can't game manage uh, yeah. the defense and call the. Well, I guess he kind of. I doubt he's changing that many plays at the line, but yeah.
1: Burrow's yeah. got a lot of yards, twenty almost 2,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, five picks first year. You know, that's that's pretty good. That's decent. Um, Herbert is 1,800 yards, 15 and five. So, I mean, you know, you could throw it up either way. You know, you, we'll see somebody come out. What about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Any, uh, any love for him, or he's just a product of a great team and a great system? And
0: I don't think the stats are that great. Yeah. None of these things go to quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, that's true. No, Saquon won it a few years ago.
0: Yeah, he just edged out Baker. But he had a great season. Yeah, of
1: course he did. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Josh Jacobs from Alabama win last year? I think uh, didn't Kyler Murray? I'm not sure. It could one or the other. But Josh Jacobs uh, was definitely a candidate. So, yeah, I mean, thus far, I'm going to say probably, uh, I mean, Kevin's going. Um, Burrow, I'm going to say Herbert. So Good. I like it when we disagree. Me
0: too. Except when we're betting. <laughs> Well then you know at least one of us ca cash in a ticket. We are uh we're pretty good with uh best bets. I mean we already mentioned the Steeler one from last year. Last week. Sorry, last week. And I think we had another double best bet this year that we hit on. I'll have to pull up the uh the previous week's bets. Yep. All right, well, we'll take a look at that. Hang on, I'm looking at Rookie of the Year's... Oh, he wants to make it sure. It was Kyler. It was Kyler, okay. And, and the year before that, it was Saquon, like you said, but the year before that, was Kamara, so... Yeah. I, I just don't think that... Uh, what's his name? Um, Edwards Hilaire's stats are there. Okay, that's uh, fair. I, I don't have him in front of me, but... That's fair. Um. Okay, so real quick, playoff predictions.
2: Yep. After
0: AFC or the, NFC? Uh, AFC, so after the quarter poll, I said... Bill's... Steelers, Titans, Chiefs, Pats, Ravens, and Colts as my wild cards. So I'd like to sub out the Pats and put the Browns in. Oh, okay, wow, how how odd does that sound? But yes. If you have a second. Yes. If you can pull up the Browns' schedule, sure. I think you'll agree with me. So the Browns are currently 5-3. Uh, and three. And I know they still play the Jets, the Giants, the Jaguars, and some other hot garbage. Uh, Texans next weekend. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a a, a (laughs) sure thing. They're
1: off this weekend. They're they're playing home against Eagles. Then they go to Jaguars. Then they go to Titans. Then they're home against Ravens. Then they go to Giants. Then they go to Jets. And then they end the season with the Steelers. So I'm going to say that they're going to win the Giants and Jets games just because, you know. I think they could at least be, I mean. I think they'll at least be eight and eight with those. Yeah, like, I mean, Giants, I, I'm going to say and, I'm going to say they got at least four more wins in them, a minimum. Yeah. Whether so it be nine Texans, and, Eagles, so Browns, Giants, Jets. Yeah, yeah, nine
0: and seven, right? So that's why I'm subbing out the Pats and putting in the Browns, which is just okay. mind-blowing. Saying that, but what about what say you? I don't remember who you had four weeks ago. I'm sorry. I don't. I, 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 I only take down so many notes. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall either. But um, I think you had the Pats winning the AFC East though. I'll
1: have to go back to the tape. Yeah, wow. Well, we would have to go back to the tape. How wrong was I on that? Okay, so I'm gonna. Uh, so obviously Pittsburgh's gonna. So Pittsburgh and Baltimore are have to pick a division winner too.
0: Just run through the divisions real quick.
1: Yeah. Okay. No, I'm. I'm giving you my six teams. But do you want a division? Right, so Pittsburgh and Baltimore are gonna win.
0: Just run through the division winners real quick. Division
1: winners. Yeah, there's seven teams. Remember. I'm thinking. You know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb. Picking the fish. And say the Miami might win that division. Okay, so is that your official pick?
0: I'm writing it down this time, so.
1: Okay, so I'm going to go with, you know what? Who do the fish got this weekend? I know they're playing Arizona. Yeah, give me the fish. Okay. Give me the fish. I'll take Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Pittsburgh's the division winner. You just can't say it like I did, huh? I mean, I could, but Titans or Colts—that that would frustrate you. Oh, God. I'm gonna have to stay with the Titans. I feel like with Derrick Henry and they just got that that powerful offense. I'm gonna say, okay, geez. definitely Kansas City. You said Ravens. So I got two more wild cards left, right? Yeah. All right, so then uh, I'm gonna go Colts, Bills, Browns. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna definitely do. Deal... Um, Buffalo,
0: and, uh, yeah, give me the Colts, too. No Raiders? Or Browns? No, no Browns. Yeah. I mean, if I could easily see the Browns falling on their face and losing to the Giants, Jets, and or Jaguars. Yeah. Not, not all of them, but Absolutely. not making that a clean sweep, as I made it sound. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Dan's got Dolphins, Steelers, Titans, Chiefs, Division winners, Ravens, Bills, Colts. Yep, there we go. Cool. Easy. NFC. Hmm. <laughs> God, so the NFC least my my predictions last time were Dallas, oof, <laughs> Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle, and then my wild cards were Chicago, Tampa, and the Rams. So I'd like to sub out Dallas. <laughs> you think?
1: Well, wh- what other hot flaming trash are we going to put in there? And calling the Giants eight game win streak to end the season. Ah, uh, no, I'm not getting that crazy.
0: So I'm going <laughs> to go with. Uh, Philly. Gross. Green Bay. Mhm. I'm sticking with New Orleans. Okay. Just because I don't I want to be right from the beginning. Oh right. And Seattle. Yep. And then my wild cards, I had Chicago, Tampa, and the Rams. I'm subbing out the Rams. And <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you had them in there in the first place. I'm putting in the Cardinals. I I remember I didn't want to get too high in the Cardinals last time. Cardinals haven't played the Rams, so whoever wins those games, I think. You know, I think we got eight teams for seven spots here. So it's mm-hmm. it's Eagles, Packers, Bears, Saints-Bucks, Seahawks, Rams-Cardinals. So one of them is going to be left out. I'm going to say it's going to be the Rams.
1: Okay. Um, Dan? Yeah. You got the Redskins? I mean, much, I'm sorry. As as much You got, you I, got the Dubs uh, winning the no, NFC? No, as much as I hate to You're say They're two and one it, in one of the division. Uh, I don't care. As much as I hate to say so are the Eagles. I'm going to, to say
0: Philly. I'm going to take uh, Green Bay to win the North. What you got in the South, Tampa or New Orleans? Uh, <sighs> Could be a preview of what you think for this weekend, I guess.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Tampa. Okay. Which is definitely not who I had last time. And I'm pretty sure I had San Fran in the playoff hunt, but not uh, the division winner. Uh, yeah, I think you them as si- a the wild card, because I specifically remember be saying... Yes, May. I know. I do, too. Oh, San Fran's not being in the playoffs, and I said... No. Okay, well, because their entire team basically got brutalized and shot, that, yes, they are not going to be in the playoffs. Give me Seattle to win that one. So, Philly, Green Bay, Tampa, Seattle. The other thing we disagree on there is New Orleans and Tampa, right?
0: Yeah, who you guys
1: are? I'll take New Orleans as a wild card. I will also take Arizona. And, wow, it's basically either between the Bears or the Rams. Or do you think uh – Someone's got a run in them. Oh my god, Detroit. No. Uh, the only thing Detroit's got runs in is Matt Patricia's shorts. It's <laughs> <just> uh, disgusting. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm gonna. Wow, God, what do I have to say here? I feel like I want to like be. Yeah, this a,
0: isn't the SAT. It's just pick a team. We can. No, but I feel it.
1: like I want to be original. But I want to. It's just. It's just kind of looks but obvious. i be right. Yeah, I know. All right, you know what? I would say probably the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, they've won way too many fluky games. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you got to win them fluky games to get in, though. Well. Wins
0: are wins. Wins are wins. So before we jump into our bets, yeah, the best part of the show mm-hmm. and my weekend. <laughs> well, uh, most weekends. You know, uh, as we as we're halfway through the season, I've started to think about uh, some teams and uh, what I think. Where they're at and what I think they should do, so I've created a new little segment called What would you do if you were the, and then I will tell you the team Nice Okay um, Alright, yeah. so I have I have three teams for us We have a uh, resident guest expert from the San Francisco 49ers, Larry B Yes, my uh, father-in-law
1: coming to us straight from the west side is here to let us know so, about so, his beloved
0: 49ers. So, so Larry B., say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It's always a pleasure with you two, fine gentlemen. So, I'm great. So, I was just telling Dan, I'm adding a new segment to the show called What Would You Do? Okay. And obviously, the first team that we've heard so much about recently is the 49ers, and who better than... The guy who lives in the greater San Francisco area to give us a feeling of what the uh, you know what everyone's thinking and saying out there and then what your opinion is. So before you give me your opinion, obviously uh, we know that Jimmy G and Kittle are now out for the year. And it seems like there's a lot of people that think that Jimmy G will not be back with the 49ers. And I did read that if they cut him next year, it's only like a million dollar cap hit because they front-loaded his contract with a lot of guaranteed money, and now he doesn't have it. But if you don't stick with him, then who are you going with? Because, you know, sometimes the devil you know isn't as bad as the devil you don't know. I've heard Kirk Cousins was a big uh, guy for Kyle Shanahan. I've heard Matt Ryan because of their success they had in Atlanta. That's what I was thinking. Um So I guess two-part question one are you keeping Jimmy G and two if you're not do you want to see them go for a free agent or try to get something in the draft so basically what would you
1: do if you're John
0: Lynch because you're kind of built to win now
2: a little bit yeah I think there's some developmental guys in the system and I think they've got some longevity to bring in another free agent quarterback or trade quarterback but I think in the 49ers case it's not what would you do is what in the could you do because they're they're down they're down more than Kittle and Grop's, Obviously they're down Debo Samuel. Right. They're down. They're having the season from hacks Both yeah. Yeah, their
0: season their season <laughs> essentially is over. But when twenty twenty one comes back around, and obviously all these guys are healthy, right? You're going to be right back in position to be right. in the playoff hunt and the I would say in the so NFC let, hunt.
2: Let's do a narrative on what would you do with the team right now, and then what do you do about. Jimmy Garoppolo next year. I think with the team, and we're watching the football game as, this, as we're taping this Yes, right they're now. down 7-0 uh, right we're now. Down, I think what you have to do is really use these games to develop players. Um, you're not going to do, well, there's a great play by Mosley we're watching right now. You're not going to find out anything about the guys that don't start unless you find out about them when they do. So the, the team has done a very good job developing players. Look at the running back scheme with Wilson and Hasty. We didn't know their names at the beginning of the year. I mean, I knew who I knew who Wilson was, but you didn't really know how good they were. And they're tremendous backs. Hasty's a good back, but you don't know this stuff. Definitely so this undersized though. This is how you find though. your talent. Right? He gets This is how you find your place. talent. This is what you do. You do not look at hey, let's see if we can win the division with our JV triage team. It's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. So the, let's the big the big name is Garoppolo. What do you do with him? I don't think I don't think that there's a, an option they have with Garoppolo that doesn't involve trading him or dropping him at the end of the season. I don't think that Jimmy's for, uh, built for this team. I think he's got some skills, but I think he's going to be better off in another organization. But I'm not Kyle Shanahan. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, what do I do? Because Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches right. in the league, so right. you think he could develop whomever. Exactly. And you have to look at where the draft classes are, where the free agent market is coming up in the following year to next year. And if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I might look at Matt Ryan. 'Cause they have a tremendous history. Together. You should try to get a veteran. Matt is a it, Matt to me is an underrated quarterback that's been in some odd systems with some odd offenses and when he's had talent, he's used it well. The rap on, on Ryan is is he isn't independent enough and doesn't audible well and he tends to mess up an offensive scheme. When it's going poorly, he doesn't help. Uh so if what do I do? I, I think what I do is I really evaluate Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's a better player than he's shown on the field. I think he's been injured a lot. I think he's been involved in certain games where the team has had breakdowns in areas that really affect him.
1: What do you think the problem with Jimmy is? Because I'll tell you what my opinion is, but I want to hear what you say. What do you think the problem with Jimmy is?
2: I think the problem, the first problem with, with Jimmy is his footwork. He's, he's very jumpy mm, and yes. tends to move his feet a lot, kind of dart, dart inside, dart outside. and in his decision-making on the read-downs, you have about – Two and a half seconds to read three routes, A, Mm -hmm. B, C, progressions, is it looks like he reads them inside out. He goes to B because he doesn't believe in A and then drops to C, but then looks at A as he's thinking about going to C. Because I've seen him read down. I
1: think Jimmy answers. knows in his mind when he snaps the ball that what the play is, and he looks for the first read. Right. And if the first read doesn't look good, then right. you see the happy feet, or and the, then he starts to shake and look around, and then right. he throws the ball either poorly, or he just right. looks for either Kittle or the back.
2: Right, and I've also noticed he's missed a lot of good first reads. He missed one in the Super Bowl that was a tremendous read that would have gotten him a first down mm-hmm. against Kansas City and could have been a game changer, and did the check down because he didn't look at the A route, because the A route was Right on top, and Kittle, and mm-hmm. he checked down. So, I think, but that could be developmental. That I mean, he, this is a guy who's played one real full season, uninjured for a football team. So the question is, are you giving up too early on Jimmy Garoppolo? Because right. I think are he's you,
0: twenty-two
2: and eight, going right. Or take a few games, which yeah, 22, is, 22 and eight is exactly right. Isn't even yeah. two full seasons. Yeah. to your Point. Right. And and so do you do that, and then do you look at the numbers and the metrics versus? The skill sets that you think he might be able to carry forward as a as a healthy quarterback in this organization. I think if that's me, I just I just cut it off. I think the numbers are right. You're in a great position financially to drop him. Move him, bring him out, Ryan. Redevelop the quarterback position with a quarterback that's much more developmentally good as a drop back and as an RPO quarterback and a counter quarterback, which is what Shanahan uses.
0: Where uh what if Kirk Cousins was The the Vikings like, you know, we tried it with him, we're going to try to rebuild. What do you think? I'm not a Cousins guy. Yeah, neither am I. I don't think anybody's a Cousins guy. He
2: is not a big game quarterback. Yeah,
0: I I agree, but... Uh, he has a he, he has a uh, link to Shanahan from the uh yeah, true. Oh, that's true. Well, in the system, days. I think
2: Cousins is the next choice after Matt Ryan. But I think your primary choice is Ryan. But because you want to build, like you said, the Niners are ready to win now. Right. With everybody healthy. You don't want to build in a quarterback that's got two or three or four years and then gone. Because now you're going to be at your peak. And you're going to be missing a quarterback or having an aged quarterback that can't run the team. Ryan's good for a couple of seasons. They can develop somebody inside of that. Work a few guys in and out of the system. Don't. Discount Nick Mullins as a quarterback starter for the team because he is a great student of the game. Yeah, I mean, I he think throws that's, well. He understands Shanahan's offense probably better than Jimmy Garoppolo does.
0: I think that's at this point, a great and we just a great saw him make a great play right here of the last yeah. eight games of the season yeah. to yeah. see like, hey, can we move forward with this guy? Right,
2: and he made a great play to James, who I think is another underrated scat receiver. Got kid who can play the slot and play the uh, Y position, the Z position really well.
0: So where do you think the Niners go in the draft?
2: I think they go with... You're going to go middle of the Value, oh. value. And you need position gotta or player? they got to learn how to cover guys, so they need defensive backs. Gotcha. They really do. So that's what I got. Um, what What do you do with the rest of the season right now? And that may affect this conversation. It could be... A, you I see mean, where your talent
0: is. It could be a best-case scenario. I mean, obviously, generally when teams have the Super Bowl hangover in the season from hell, it's not always injury-based. Yeah, it isn't. And the Niners And, and the Niners... Right. Is so like I said, I think they'll be in good position last year. Right. I mean, if you want to be a glass half full guy, you finish in last. Right. You play a last place schedule yeah. next year. Yeah. I agree. You get a solid draft pick, kind of like what you did two years ago. You got Bo so went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're not terrible this year. You'll still be competitive. This will still be entertaining to watch. You're not like the Giants.
1: You should be like the
2: Giants.
0: And just they lose and, every, uh, every year. So I'm, I'm gonna make a comment. And, about and then the you Giants could have another solid rookie game next game year, and. The way you go.
2: Let, let me say two things, and, I, and I'll let you guys get on, because you guys get to move on with your segment, too, as well. Uh, the 49ers were star-crossed last year. They won They won football games that were close. Agreed. Uh, they over. They overachieved in a lot of different positions, but they did show you they were a good football team. A hundred percent. I, mean, I right, love that. A champion, that was a championship football team last year. Not quite a Super Bowl champion, but a championship well, team. They could have been. Championship team. Jimmy kind of, you know,
1: the spot got a little well, big I think, for Jimmy.
2: I, it, they, I'll, I'll give you the end of the Super Bowl in a nutshell. The, uh, if you look at how Kansas City lined up, they lined up with what's called a 3-4-bear defense, which is three pass rushers, four backers, and the, and the outside backers were safeties. Well, that's to pass rush. That's all for pass rush. And, and Shanahan fell into it and was throwing two out of three plays he was throwing instead of running two out of three. You handle that bear defense, that 3-4 defense, with... Jet runs, and they've got all the... They had all the talent in the world. They had Debo to go jet. They ran zero jets. They ran counter gap, and they threw. And that's exactly what Kansas City wanted them to do. So mm-hmm. if they they start they start thinking in that game a little bit, burn a little more clock, run their jets, throw the ball away a little more, they win the game. They win that football game.
1: So so getting back to this year, are you keeping Jimmy? Or are you getting rid of him?
2: You said you said get rid of I'm him. I'm going to move him. Okay, I'm going to move him. I agree, and I'm I'm not. I'm not, I'm confident in that, but I'm not saying it, it may not be a great move, but I think it's the move that they need right now. Yeah. Let me say something about the Giants before you guys move on cuz I know you're a big Giants fans. <laughs> we talk that about was them every a week. Whale of a game they played Monday night, and I'll tell you this. When you can play a team like Tampa, which I believe is a real solid playoff team right now. Yeah. And you play them down to the wire and your two-point conversion fails to tie the game, all you need to look at is two things, and they're both interceptions. You don't have those, you probably put that game away. So your quarterback who throws the ball well needs to not throw the ball when somebody's hanging off of his shoulder pad yeah. or when he's on his way down. This league, with the way defensive backs play in this league, they're too fast and too smart. You'll get picked. He was picked twice. That was the essential difference in that game between yep. a big giant win, a great defensive effort, by the way. If you watch they disguise those cover two, cover three. Man coverages really well. Really frustrated you know, Bailey you know, or Brady. He was smacking his helmet on the sidelines. How do you how do you take that team and not think that they have potential after that game? You, you've got that's a shining light. You've got, there. I have been you've impressed
1: with our defense this year, right. which has looked much better right. than years prior. Right, I think Daniel Jones has eight games left to right. prove to Joe Judge, Yettleman, and all of us fans that he's our guy. Because right now,
2: I'm moving his ass at the end of the year, too. He's, he's not, not the answer. I, I wouldn't move him if he does this, if he learns his lesson about understanding that a guy like Tom Brady in his situation is throwing the ball away. Every good quarterback knows throwing the ball away is just an incomplete pass. I was gonna say,
0: uh you know it's a rough sledding when you're excited when he throws the ball away instead of turning
2: it over. Exactly right. And but but then that's that's just that's not making the mistake of turning the ball over. You can't hand the ball to another team twice that Tom Brady is the quarterback. Right. It's simply not going to work for you. But you guys should be encouraged. I mean you got the nucleus of a decent team. Great offensive line work. Great pressure from the defense. Tremendous cover schemes. Yeah, the only game the probably Giants... the best set of cover schemes I ever saw this year. I've the only year.
0: the only game the Giants weren't in this year was the Niners game, which yeah. ironically was against the backups. So it was the JV. But a, a, those a team, figure, but those
2: teams can be tough to scout. You don't get a lot of film on True. the JV, so that was the problem with a lot of people. Seattle struggled with the Niners JV last week after yeah. Garoppolo went. They were down ten.
1: What do you think about Daniel
0: Jones, Kev? Give him the rest of the year. You I your... give him the rest of the year and. The only thing I want to see out of him is to correct. I mean, you touched on it, the turnover problem. You can't turn the ball over every single game. And I think they said he has
1: thirty six turnovers in twenty career games.
0: Yeah, he's in Ryan Leaf territory. Thirty
1: six turnovers Good. in twenty. He's career games. He's turned the ball over
0: in every single starting had except student one. Student of the game. He needs yeah. to learn how to get rid of the football. Yeah, he's
2: got talent. He can throw the ball, but right, right. no turnover, incomplete pass versus two turnovers, and that game you win. Yeah. Anyway, I'll let you guys get back to it. Thanks for inviting me. It was great. I'm going to go in Thank you for your 49ers opinion. I'm going to try to find where Dan hit all his good food, and I'm going to eat that now. You guys finish (laughs) your wrap. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Larry.
0: Dan, we have two teams left. Do you want team number one or team number two? I mean, we could talk about it, but I'll get your opinion first. One Uh, or two? uh, Let's go with two. Let's go unorthodox. The Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. What are we asking? How hot of garbage are they? So let me me paint the picture. Please do. At this rate, I mean, they could be drafting in the top five because, obviously, they're struggling. They
1: may not win another game for the
0: rest of the year. So, I mean, Dax made more money not playing than he ever could have imagined, right? Yeah. So similar to what I just said to Larry about San Francisco, the devil you know is sometimes better than the devil you don't know. So if you're the Dallas Cowboys, let's say you finish... Four and 12. I'll, I'll give Andy Dalton two wins whenever he comes back, if he comes back. Okay. You're probably drafting top five. Yep. So do you try to get a quarterback and move on from Dak? Or do you pay Dak money and maybe try to build up the O-line again? What, what, what do you do okay. assuming the Cowboys finish in a top five draft pick position? So, top five?
1: Yeah. So the only quarterback who's coming out, potentially... In the top five, who's NFL ready probably right now is Lawrence. There's the other kid from BYU. What about Justin Fields? Mm, look at Dwayne Haskins.
0: No, I'm just saying everyone's yeah. talking about him right. like uh, he's going to be the next quarterback off the board. Possibly okay, so
1: I know. So we saw a little bit of him last year. He's played one game this year, two games this year. Uh, give me some more. Give me some more time on that. Okay. Um, as far as the uh, as far as the top five pick goes. There's a kid on BYU. His name is uh, escaping me right now, but think about the competition that the, the BYU is playing versus you know somebody like yeah, there's also Harts a kid on North
0: Dakota State.
1: Yeah, exactly. Carson so Wednesdays. I I don't think I don't uh, listen. I think Jerry and uh, what's this kid's name? Steven. I think Jerry and Steven are. Um, are a little sentimental now because of what happened to Dak because of the contract problems and you know, who, who paid and who didn't get paid and all that. Um, so I'm thinking that they should not move on from Dak. You got to give Dak a little bit more time. It's kind of unproven. I think Dak needs to come back down to reality and realize that you are not, um, you know, a top five paid quarterback in the NFL and settle for something along the lines of 27, 28 million a year and stop turning down $31 million and try to get more. That's ridiculous. But I don't think they should move on from him because, honestly, he's the heart and soul of that team. And, you know, as much as I do not like the Dallas Cowboys, he is the engine that makes that motor go. And even when the offense is doing well, the defense feeds off of him. So I think that they should pay him. I think, I think. listen, are we talking long-term deal? No. I think maybe they should give him, like, a four- or five-year deal, to, which will get him until just about 30. That's pretty long-term. Yeah, 30 years – well, yeah, but he's only 25, 26 years old, so that'll get him until he's, like, 30, 31. You know, I'm, you know some of these guys – Patrick Mahomes just got one for, like, 10 years, didn't he? Well, I mean, he's a once-in-a-generation quarterback. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying, I don't think the Cowboys should give him anything over, like, four or five years, but I think they should give him something. But they – it, it, Dak has to get off his horse and come back and realize that he's not, you know, $35 million-a-year quarterback.
0: Yeah, I would stick with Dak if I were the Cowboys. I think they uh – I mean, he's – it's tough, man. It's like he's good. He's not great. Like, can you win a Super Bowl with him? I don't know. Mm, you if know, everything you have, goes you would, right. He would have thought the same thing about Eli Manning once upon a time too. So, I mean, it's tough to kind of weigh that out of, you know, do I want to stick with this guy or do I want to try to get a rookie? Because similar to the Niners, the Cowboys are kind of built to win now. So if, you, if you're pushing reset well, I mean, by, give... by getting a top five draft pick –
1: Let's give Eli a little more credit. He got drafted in 04, so 0-6. 04, he won the Super Bowl in his fourth year. Yeah. Dak's been in the league what? This was this was I'm just saying fourth like league.
0: halfway through 07 everyone wanted to get him and Coughlin out of town. Yeah, I know. If well, you remember the four-pick game he had against Minnesota. I don't, but there's probably more than one of them. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I would stick with Dak too. Last team is the New York Jets, and I say this because Joe Douglas came out this week and said that Sam Darnold's the QB of the future. I mean, of course he's going to say that midway through the season, so take that for what it's worth. Is that the GM?
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I, I know Woody Johnson. I know Adam Gase. I know that
0: Adam Gase needs to go. Yeah, I mean, he's almost certainly gone, but the Jets are almost guaranteed for the number one pick, so... I know. With... The Jets need a lot of help. That's not really breaking news right now, right? So... If you have a number one pick in a draft with a generational quarterback, you could potentially trade it for like three first-round picks and stick with Darnold and try to get, I don't know, a pass rusher, a A quarterback, an lineman, Yes, a wide receiver. Yeah, whatever. Whatever you need. You could really – and, you know, I heard the Jags have an extra first-round pick so you can get their pick, which would probably be second, third, or fourth, plus their later first-round pick plus maybe a first round pick next year so you can get a haul of talent i think that's intriguing i can't pass on trevor lawrence uh, from everything i've seen and heard i, I just i just don't think it's smart right yeah but I mean I think that's really 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 intriguing if you think but I mean it's the Jets so I don't trust them anyway but if you think you can bring in the coach that can coach up Darnold because what do you hear about Darnold what all the Darnold defenders say oh he needs more help he needs more help if you get him you know Becton is grading out to be one of the best left tackles of the first round from this past season so you got uh you know some O-line improvements if you can get him another O-line obviously that gets some time maybe get him a weapon. At least you can kind of patch the offense together. Plus, the Jets have a ton of money under the cap for a free agent signing somewhere, maybe an Allen Robinson from the Bears. I don't know. But what are your thoughts? Because I think it's really intriguing with, you know, we've seen teams, the Jets actually traded up to get Darnold, and the Bears traded up to get Mitch Trubisky. Like, you've seen teams trade up, and how much, you know, draft capital they have to give up to get that, and for a team like the Jets... Who could potentially be on 16 So draft capital is gold. Let's anticipate that the Jets do get the first-round
1: pick, and they do pick Trevor Lawrence. I just feel like whatever the Jets do is going to be wrong. but Of course. How ironic would it be if, you know, because you know that the Jets and Giants like to trade a lot of guys together, how ironic would it be if Darnold wound up being a Giant and he was on the same team with Saquon when it was either who are we going to pick, Saquon or Darnold, three years later? Would you rather have Sam Darnold than Daniel Jones? No. Really? I disagree. But
0: that's fine. That's what have you seen from Sam Darnold that's impressed you what
1: like? has What has he been given or taught that, you know— Okay, so you're a Darnold defender. I mean, I guess if you want to go that route, am I Darn? I mean, seriously, the guy's been in the league two years. He's been injured. How many career games has he actually, like, played and finished? Do we know that?
0: I could pull it up while you're, so,
1: so, while you're so, chatting. Right, so last year was his rookie season, right? No, was 2018 was. Twenty eighteen was his rookie year, so he so this is his third year in the league. Okay, that's He's right.
0: Thirty two games,
1: really? He's eleven and twenty one. Okay, maybe that's not so good.
0: But again, two full seasons. Again,
1: you're on the Jets.
0: I mean, we can't all have Andy Reid. Yeah, I guess or Bill Belichick. Seven, can't all have Bill Belichick? He was seven and six last year. Is that right? What was the Jets record last year?
1: I don't know. Probably better than uh, it's going to be this year. Remember, we only follow one side of MetLife Stadium, Kev.
0: Anyway. Um, oh, look at that. They were 7-9. There you go. They started 0-4. They started 1-7. Jeez, they had a hell of a second, second half then. Well, they beat the Giants, Redskins, Raiders. All quality franchises. <laughs> Dolphins, Steelers, and Bills. All right, so we're getting off topic.
1: What's the question here? What would I do if I'm the Jets and we the get the first overall called, draft pick? What would you do? I think so. I'd take Trevor Lawrence and then listen to – uh, you know what? What? I listen to offers from every other team leading up to draft night. And if I don't like anything, I take Trevor Lawrence and then maybe somebody comes to with a sweeter deal. Or we just at that point dump Darnold because – I mean think about – remember Josh Rosen? My God, that guy got drafted, what, ninth overall by Arizona. Then they draft Kyler. He gets booted to the curb. He goes to Miami. Uh, is Josh Rosen even in the league anymore? He's got to be floating around uh, you know, a backup bench somewhere. But think about it. I mean, I would not be surprised if the Jets said, sorry, bud, but we're going with Trevor. And they, take, and they get Trevor. And
0: Josh Rosen is out of the league.
1: Yeah, seriously. The guy barely even got an opportunity.
0: 3-10. 3-13 as a starter. Sorry.
1: Oh, maybe he did get an opportunity. Not a very good opportunity, though. But I mean, he was undersized, and you know, he wasn't all that. See, great. that's
0: the thing, though. It's like, oh, the guys don't have enough. Gov- the guys don't have enough help. Who does Joe Burrow have? No one's passing up on him yet. Joe Burrow's got himself. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting answer, but <laughs> you know, like the guys that are going to be good, at least show you flashes and piece it together.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Sam Darnold had uh, good years in college. He played in USC in the Pac-12, which I wouldn't say is the top two conference, but it's definitely probably third, either the Big 12 or them, behind the SEC and the Big 10. So, I mean, it's not like he played in some random podunk conference. He was still playing, uh, you know, quality opponents for the most part. Uh, you know, some guys just don't translate to col- from college to the pros, and then some guys you find in the third, fourth, fifth round, like Russell Wilson, and they come out and they're gangbusters. I mean, it's very, very difficult to evaluate talent. I mean, if you ever watch that movie Moneyball, even though we're talking about baseball, not football, with Billy Bean, when he's sitting there talking to one of his scouts, he goes, I've heard you sit there and evaluate talent, and with your son I know, and I know, and you don't. And you don't. You really don't. Everyone's just an educated guesser. Doctors, NFL scouts, MLB scouts, everyone's just an educated guesser. No one has a crystal ball, and some guys just pan out, and some guys don't.
0: So... Well, thank you for that philosophical lesson on life, No problem.
1: Dr. Dan is in, 9
0: to 5, Monday through Friday. Well, it's uh, 9 o'clock at night, so I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm working overtime. Anyway, I like that segment. I might bring back some other teams as we get towards the uh, end of the year.
1: All right, sounds good to me.
0: Well, let's get to the juicy part of the show. My favorite. The best bets. So, last week, the underdogs were barking, as they say. Ten and four against the spreads. Really? Yeah. And we both went two and one. I hit on the Steelers and Dolphins, and I missed by a point on the Bills. Mm -hmm, mm I also missed my parlay because I went under 54 in the Niners Seahawks game. You went two and one. You should have been three and zero, oh, but you bet on the Chargers, which you know I try to warn you every week about the Chargers, Bears, and Falcons. But
1: yeah, well, that's your thing. You I'm, hit on the
0: Bears. I did. I did. I knew the Bears were going to be close. And uh, you hit on the Steelers. As I mentioned, we had our triple best bet. You clearly didn't get the weather forecast I in time for the uh, parlay of the week. You it's, had the Raiders, which was the right side, but the 15.5 was. 15 uh, way off.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently... And then uh, Ryan
0: went one and two, and he hit his parlay, because he had the the uh, Seahawks in the over. So, Ryan was also on the charges with you, so a double best bet that's gone wrong. The triple best bet that went right, as we've mentioned. And he had the Packers, who didn't look so hot last week, so... Yeah, I so badly wanted that
1: 3-0. But, this, this is what uh, happens when you jump on a bandwagon head by,
0: that's been captained by Anthony Lynn. So, I'm off back-to-back. We're both off back-to-back two and one weeks. Yes, sir. My soft prevent defense here being played by the pack. Uh, so that puts me at 10 and 14 for the year and you are 11, 12 and 1. Sweet. God, I that was a that was a question. Yes.
1: No. Yes.
0: No. Yes. No.
1: God, I could have been 12, 11 and 1.
0: That would have been, yes. Correct. Better
1: than eleven, twelve, and one.
0: You're absolutely right, Drew.
1: All right. So, I you know I asked you when you first got here if you like these bets. I was a little hesitant and shaky on some of them, but I've dug through. I've done my research, and now I'm fully confident.
0: Here's what I hate. I hate that I'm going with favorites this week, dude. So am I. Hold here's on. what. Here's what I like about it. Yep. I just mentioned the underdogs were ten and four last week, and they're like fifty eight percent on the season in general. So. Generally, these things pull back to the mean, and maybe this will be that week, and we'll be a step ahead of the game. So that's what I'm hoping for. All right. I'll kick it off while you're drinking your beer. My first bet is the Tennessee Titans laying five and a half. Oh, man, the line must be moving. I saw it at six and a half. This is against. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry, six. It was five and a half. It's six. And who are they playing again? The Bears. Duh, Bears. I think the Bears are starting to fall apart after their five and one start. I mean, both of these teams have lost two games in a row, but after the egg the Titans laid last week against the Bengals, I like them to bounce back here. Obviously, I like Vrabel and I think they're well coached. Mm-hmm. The Bears also have cluster O line injuries. Uh, to, I think, their center in both tackles. And I know the Titans' defense has struggled, but what better way to get your defense healthy than to play against a terrible offensive line? <laughs> that is a very solid point. So the Titans are back at home, uh, coming off two straight. Uh, the Bears, I just read a story today that the Bears' uh, facility was closed for COVID scare this week as well. So uh, mm-hmm. things stacking up against the Bears... I think their offense is lame. I think Nick Foles is starting to turn back into a pumpkin. And I think the Bears are headed for their third straight loss. Give me the Titans laying the six at home. You know, I contemplated this game as well. And after doing a little
1: bit more research, despite the records and the fact that they're both on two-game losing streets, the Bears are 5-3 and three against the number while Tennessee's 2-5 and five on the season. So I don't know if Tennessee's been favored in a lot and they've won and just not covered. Well, you
0: know these things tend to come back to the mean.
1: Yes, I know. Well, not everyone's going eight and eight against the spread this year. Anyway, good luck. Uh, like I said, I did think about that one. So my first bet of the week is the Baltimore Ravens. Oh my god, minus two. Let me tell you why, Kev. Let me see if I can change your. Thinking.
0: I don't like it, but go ahead. Let That's me fine. let me hear what you have to say.
1: Okay, so. What do I say every week about the
0: Ravens? Uh, they can't win if they're behind.
1: No. I say that they beat up on the crap and mediocre teams, and they... Oh, that was, that was not a good throw. And they crap the bed against great teams like the Steelers and the Chiefs. So now listen, the Colts are 5-2. and two. Number one rated defense. Sure. You want, to know, you, you want to know the teams that Indianapolis has beaten this year? Your best. The Vikings, the Jets, the Bears, the Bengals, and the Lions. So the Bears, which you are picking against, as you already put this week, are the only team in that crew that has a winning record. Okay? So, despite the fact that Indy has the same record as them, I don't think Indy is in the same league as the Steelers or Chiefs. They also gave Jacksonville their only win of the season – and lost to Baker Mayfield and the Browns.
0: What about your boy Philip? Or I'm sorry, Philly Ribs. Philly Rivs. As, Ribs. as uh, you and him are on a first name basis, apparently. Well, actually, Philip would be his first name. We're on a nickname basis.
1: Anyway, listen, Baltimore did not like the way that that game ended last week. Obviously, they lost a division opponent at home. I feel like this week they're going to be playing. Yeah, you know, Indy's got a pretty decent defense. However, I think they're going to pull it out on the road. Road favorite. So if you're asking me, Baltimore minus two. Okay. Because like I haven't changed my opinion, I still hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of the pick. Okay. Normally I would say I don't hate it. Yes,
1: normally you would say. I that. feel like if
0: I said I hate it, that's a little too harsh. So I just wouldn't pick it.
1: All right. I mean, it's it's almost a pick 'em unless Indy wins by one. I'm sorry, or, or unless Baltimore wins by one, it's really a pick 'em. It's like Baltimore's just got to
0: win, you know. It's close enough where it's almost a pickup. The Giants lost by two just three short days ago. Uh, yeah, but that spread was 12 and a half. I might have picked the Giants Monday night. Just saying.
1: I might have live bet Tampa minus two and a half and got my heart broken in two ways.
0: Uh, anyway, moving on. We'll bring back the uh, Bad Beats segment later, this, oh, later God. in the show. All right, Kev. Who my second pick is the Houston Texans laying six at home. Oh, This is an easy one. Easy, you say? There's no such thing as easier. Everyone would do it. Well, the Jaguars uh, are one and seven, and they're starting a some guy that no one's ever heard of. So they're one and six. Excuse me, hopefully, they will be one. Hopefully, they'll be one and seven. The Jags are clearly just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks. I mean, they have Mike Glennon, who you would oh think my gives God, them, he's
1: still floating around.
0: You'd think that he gives them the best chance to win, but they're like, you know what, Mike Lennon, We know that you are our second string. But we're just going to go straight to our third string to this guy named Jake. Luton. Luton, or Luton, I I don't know. Um, The Texans have already beaten the Jags by 16 this year, and I think this is a good matchup for them. The Jags have given up 30-plus points to every game this year, except for week one when they beat the the Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Houston is still a little underrated because of that brutal schedule they played early, and they're a little undervalued. Uh, I like them off their bye week, even though the game's in Jacksonville. Houston rolls. Give me the Texans laying the six.
1: Okay. My second bet this week: Arizona Cardinals
0: minus four and a half. I saw a three and a half on Fanduel, so you better you better scout around there, buddy boy. Actually, Kev, I apologize. Um, I'll say minus four. You're gonna give it to me at minus four.
1: Yes, because I could find it at three and a half. Okay, I'm gonna apologize by going out of order. This is my parlay. Uh, you want to circle back? Yeah, sure. We'll circle back to that one. So my second best <laughs> bet of the week is... Dan just started drinking, I think. Is Seattle Seahawks minus three on the road. My second road favorite that I'm taking against the Bills, who what would have they lost minus? to Cam Newton and the Patriots last week had he not dropped that ball. Um, Buffalo has lost... And the lost. Giants would
0: be 8-0 and if they won their other seven games.
1: Yeah. Sure. Buffalo has lost to Kansas City and was destroyed by Tennessee. Uh-huh. All of the other teams that Buffalo have beaten, not so good. Jets twice, Miami, Rams, and Raiders. And one Cam Newton fumble away from being 5-3. and three. They will probably win the division because they've beaten everyone in their division, but I'm but not But you just said so... the Dolphins go in the division. Yeah, well, either or. Russ, DK, I, I just, you know, you just, some games you just look at and...
0: You're playing fantasy football.
1: No, not not, not at all. What would you get this uh, at? Three? Three. Two a half? Three?
0: three? Three. Seattle three.
1: I don't think it's going to be uh, really high scoring back and forth. Well, actually, Seattle's defense is pretty damn terrible. I probably should have is 55. Yeah, I probably should have so this one. So Vegas thinks it's going to be high scoring. Okay. Either way, give me Russ... DK and the boys, your boy Tyler Lockett, to Lock It Down in Buffalo minus three on Sunday.
0: Oh man, I should change my fantasy team name to Lock It Down. Lock It Down! L O C K E T T, right? That's there you go. It? Lock It. Cool.
2: Kev, okay, Dan, shoot. I hate to
0: steal your thunder, but I saw the uh, Arizona Cardinals about an hour and a half ago at three and a half on FanDuel. I'm going to say four, though. If you like this game, I'd bet it now because I think it's going to go back up. Okay, so are you taking it? Yes, I'm, I, I said sorry to steal your thunder. Oh, no, that's This is cool. not my parlay. This is just my, my bet, but you can add to it. All right, so well, with your, with I don't your want to take it prediction. at one number
1: if you're going to take it at another. So we're t- we're getting it at 4 Four. We'll say okay, four. We'll say four. Okay. Let's do it. If you like it. You know what? It, I don't it like Fandula it because I don't want and any and more ties. we want to do three and a half or four and a half? What is it now? Three and a half? Pull it up on your Fanduel
0: app. I just pulled it up on the other app that I was
1: looking at, and I got it at four and a half. But...
0: Go ahead. Well, you are not gonna bet it on the other app you're looking at, right? That is true. That is not a betting app. So they're just giving me lines. This is my favorite bet of the week. Okay. You love you some Kyler, huh? Maybe I should have started with it.
1: It is three and a half. Mark it down three and a half. Okay, we're taking it three and a half. No pushes anymore. I don't want any more ties.
0: We're betting it, we're betting it right now before it jumps back up to four. 100 percent Dan, give me a dime. Everybody lock it down. You transferred me some money? I did. Okay. I got mortgages to pay. Here we go. Here we go. Anyway, favorite bet of the week. Everyone is going to be slurping up to, uh, and he didn't do shit last week. Mm -hmm. 12 for 22, 93 yards, and a touchdown. I mentioned this earlier. Zero second half points, six drives, six punts. Cardinals are home and also coming off a bye, like my Houston Texan bet. Miami Is the number one defense with points uh, Allowed this year However They're 20th in yards allowed Arizona Is number one in Yards, this is offense now Number one in yards And number eight in points When Miami actually played teams this year That can move the ball Buffalo and Seattle They gave up 31 points each time Other than that they shut out the Jets they beat the... Uh, they lost to the Patriots.
1: Yeah, 21-11. to 11. Are you talking the Dolphins now, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Who, uh, you know, didn't really throw the wrong fire. They had that game against San Francisco, where San Francisco came out flat. Yeah. And, you know, Jared Goff was uh, his lesser self last week, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jaguars 31-13. If they give up 31 points to Arizona, who's averaging 29 points this year... I don't think Miami's offense will be able to keep up. I think the lights will get a little bright for Tua. He'll have to do more, and he won't be able to pull through in only his second start. So give me the Cardinals laying three and a half. Love it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Dan, like it. what is your third bet? I like it, too. Another road favorite? The, no. The Green this Bay Packers. One, oh wait,
1: This one is a home favorite. This was the last Oh, my God,
0: no one's taking an underdog this week. We're going to be 0-6. I know. Go ahead.
1: Tampa Bay, minus four and a half. Saints already won the first matchup of the year, which was also Brady's first game as a buck. And you know that I always feel like quality teams typically split. Um, Two QBs are battling back and forth on a week-to-week basis for the all-time passing touchdown record. And I think Tom feels like he wants to outperform Drew oh my in this God. game
0: as much as he wants to win. I'm sorry. Can I just interrupt you for a second? Well... Did you see... Uh, you do it in the middle of time. Deal with it. You did. you did, see so. the... Uh, God, it was... Oh, it was during the Bears-Saints game last week, right? Because that was a late slot. It was in overtime. Yeah. It says, breaking news on the bottom. Yeah. It says, Drew Brees has just passed Tom Brady for the all-time leading... Yeah. Uh, I'm like, guys... Tom Brady's playing tomorrow. I know. Like, this isn't like he passed Peyton Manning or someone, or Dan Marino, who's retired. Did you see the uh, Monday
1: night game? Okay, they had Tom Brady and Drew Brees on a seesaw, and Peyton Manning's character was standing in the middle just looking back and forth at them. Yeah. It's like...
0: What, yeah, what? I, I, I love the cartoons, but that just... I'm sorry, i sorry to interrupt, but that just cracked me up where it's like breaking me... I'm thinking breaking news, yeah. COVID, I'm thinking breaking news, maybe something with the election, uh-huh. and it's like... <laughs> Drew Brees is the – I'm like, are we going to bring out his whole family and yeah, stuff the game again like ESPN does? Oh no, that only
1: happens when they're at home in the Dome. And, yeah, you know, sorry. Go, go ahead. Anyway, that so – That just cracked me up. Tampa Bay is home, and it's a nationally televised game. New Orleans only 2-5 against the spread, and only one cover on the road this year against the Lions. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay's defense is most likely going to be ready for this game, unlike they were last week against the Giants, because I feel like they were overlooking that a little bit for this division matchup. Give me Tampa to keep rolling. Antonio Brown comes back. You know what I heard? Antonio Brown is
0: bunking up and living at the Brady House. Can you believe that? I wonder if he's making omelets for Giselle on the morning. (laughs) I bet she's making omelets. I bet you they have someone that makes omelets for them.
1: Can you you imagine that? Antonio Brown sought uh, counseling and everything, and he's like, I'm a changed person. Man, I don't know, man. But with all those weapons, there's no reason why Tampa shouldn't cover 4.5. Michael Thomas may play this weekend, but since he's on my fantasy team, he probably will not again because he's always hurt. So give me the Bucs minus 4.5 to beat the Saints and, and stretch that division lead a little bit larger in the NFC South.
0: Okay, we'll get to my parlay. Giants plus 3. I'm taking a dog and over 42. I think the Giants are better if not... Or, I'm sorry. I'll, yeah. I think they're at least as good as the Redskins, if not better. Yes, I call them the Redskins. And For I,
1: like the third time this pod.
0: Yep. Um, Giants have been in every game and could easily be three and four or better. I feel like the Redskins have no direction. and uh, <laughs> That's fair. And they don't even have a team name, and it's not the Redskins. It's the Dubs. I'm just going to keep calling them that. The Dubs. Know. You know, I feel like I got into a good rhythm for a couple of weeks with the dubs there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the dubs have no direction, and the strength of their team is their D-line. However, I was actually impressed by the Giants' offensive line and how they handled Tampa Bay on Monday night. We actually ran the ball. Tampa Bay has got one of the best defenses and defenses against the run in the league. And if the Giants can uh, copy that effort, duplicate that effort, I feel like they'll be able to control a line of scrimmage. And it's the dubs, Kyle Allen. Sorry, give me the giants and the points. And my bold prediction is Danny Dimes has zero turnovers this week. (laughs) That is a
1: trifecta. If that's probably going off at like that's probably going off at
0: like plus 300.
1: All right, so obviously, you all know what my parlay is. What are you going over or under? Of course, I'm going over. I've come to realize that I just don't go under anymore. If I'm gonna, what is the over under for that game 48 and a half? Arizona minus 3.5, over 48.5. Arizona coming off of a bye at home against a team who just started a rookie quarterback for the first time last week. They're traveling across the country. Miami hasn't beaten anybody of any substance short of maybe the Niner game, even though it was against their third or fourth stringers. Arizona is just the better team. Both defenses giving up 400 yards a game. So I think defenses are going to be tested early and often and not be able to stop the other opponents. Arizona jumps out to an early lead, and I think uh, Tua would be throwing the ball all day trying to catch up. I think it's going to go over the number, but at the end of the day, I don't think that Miami's going to have enough to beat Arizona at home. So give me Arizona minus 3.5 and, and over 48.5 points.
0: God, I just I love this bet. I don't know about the over-under. I just left that alone. But All right. 3-and-P. 3-and-P. Titans, Texans. Cardinals for Kevin, Giants in the over, Ravens, Seahawks, Bucks for Dan, yeah. Cardinals in the over. Kevin doesn't like any of my picks this week. All division winners, all, well, not division winners, but
1: all good games.
0: Yeah. Any, all anything else on the slate you're looking forward to? I mean, that Bucks-Saints game is good, of yeah, course, and... Not uh, as
1: many good games this weekend as last,
0: but... You don't think so? No, I mean, I mean... I'm excited to see the best game this week. I'm excited I mean, to see two a time again. Yeah, I think that Bears Titans game could be a good one.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, look if you look at the record, Seahawks six and one, Bills six and two, but that's a good game. I think the Bills are. I don't. Oh uh,
0: I don't. I don't think much of the Bills. So. All right. Well, enjoy the games and Kayla at the midway point. We Can't say- wait for Monday night though. We say this every year. <laughs> 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 Pats Jets.
1: Yeah, gross.
0: All right. Well. Dan, enjoy the games. Good luck with your bets. One of us is going to go 3-0 this week. I'm going to say it's going to be me.
1: Of course you are.
0: All right. Adios. Thanks to Larry B for joining us.
1: Yep. He's uh, lamenting the, uh, <laughs> the Niner D right now who just gave up a second touchdown to Aaron Rodgers. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Take care, everyone.